Hello and welcome to this week's podcast version of Scripps' Five Must Know Things, this time for the business week ended 4th December. This is Ian Haydock. This week we look at the newest rapid-fire developments with COVID-19 vaccines, a new corporate alliance for brain disorders, partnering strategy in infectious diseases, and some of the winners of this year's Scripps Awards. Pfizer and BioNTech have achieved an historic first approval for their COVID-19 vaccine, gaining emergency authorization in the UK. The authorization for BNT162B2 is the first anywhere in the world and is a breakthrough against the pandemic, with regulators in the US and EU expected to follow suit within weeks. The companies said the first doses of the mRNA vaccine were available for delivery immediately, and that vaccinations for priority groups would begin in the week beginning 7th December in the UK. Andrew McConaughey writes that the first supplies will be transported from Pfizer's manufacturing site in Belgium. The UK has secured 10 million doses for 2020-21, with the first 800,000 doses available the week beginning 7th December, with the majority of the vaccines available in early 2021. Pfizer's vaccine needs to be stored and transported at minus 70 degrees Celsius, requiring special arrangements for administration. While COVID-19 vaccines developed in China and Russia have been given limited distribution following emergency use authorizations in those countries, this is the first time a vaccine which has demonstrated safety and efficacy in phase three trials has gained approval. The authorization came just nine days after Pfizer filed its final clinical data dossier with regulators around the world, based on its final interim phase three results, which showed an efficacy of 95% in protecting against infection. The UK's regulator, the MHRA, has authorized a vaccine for emergency supply under Regulation 174, a temporary authorization which would be followed by full approval in due course. Andrew also reports that Moderna has submitted its dossier to the US FDA and is ready to file with other regulators for its COVID-19 vaccine candidate mRNA-1273 after unveiling a second impressive efficacy readout from the Phase 3 COVE study. The readout bolsters hopes that the first emergency use approvals can come within weeks, releasing the first millions of doses before the end of 2020 to turn the tide of the pandemic. The US and Europe are making plans for large-scale immunizations in early 2021, with Moderna and its rival mRNA vaccine from Pfizer-BioNTech leading the way. The new results build on the first data presented on mRNA-1273 two weeks ago. The number of confirmed cases of COVID-19 from its Phase 3 trial having increased to 196. Of these, 185 occurred in the placebo arm, and just 11 in the vaccine arm. That gives an efficacy of 94.1%, down slightly from the 94.5% achieved in the first readout, but still unusually high for a vaccine, and virtually the same as the 95% efficacy achieved by Pfizer-BioNTech and their mRNA-based candidate. Moderna said it would now seek an EUA in the US and has been told by the FDA to expect a review by its Special Advisory Committee on 17th of December. This puts it just behind Pfizer-BioNTech, who filed 10 days ago and could have their vaccine reviewed by the FDA's advisors on 10th of December. 
Biogen and Sage Therapeutics have big plans for expanding development and commercialization plans for Zoranulone or Sage 217 and Sage 324, two drugs in development for psychiatric disorders. Following up on their 27th November announcement of the partnership for the two assets, Biogen Management is playing up the potential for near-term launches, while Sage stressed how Biogen will help make those launches more successful. Biogen partnered with Sage on the development and commercialization of Zeranulone in development for major depressive order, postpartum depression and other psychiatric disorders, and Sage 234, which is in development for essential tremor and other neurological disorders, in exchange for $1.53 billion up front and $1.6 billion in potential milestones. The companies will share development and commercialization costs equally in the US and share profits on sales, while Biogen will be responsible for commercialization in most global markets and pay Sage royalties. During separate investor calls on 30th November, the leadership teams at both firms outlined plans for building out the two growth platforms, Jessica Merrill writes. Biogen is hoping the late-stage products will be commercial winners despite launching in therapeutic areas that have been challenging developmentally and also commercially. The deal also means Biogen could have another potential near-term commercial opportunity outside of aducanumab, which is pending at the US FDA for Alzheimer's disease and for which approval is uncertain. Three phase three trials studying zoranulone in major depressive order and postpartum depression are expected to read out in 2021. SAGE reworked the pivotal trial program following a phase three failure of a lower 30 milligram dose for the acute treatment of MDD in 2019. Meanwhile, phase two data on the next generational GABA modulator SAGE 324 for the chronic treatment of essential tremor are expected in late 2020 or early 2021. Biogen CEO Michael Vanatsos said the two additional assets would complement the company's neurodegenerative disease portfolio and pipeline. We believe there is a potential for SAGE's lead asset Zeranulone to help transform the treatment of depression and create tremendous value for patients and shareholders, he said. Roche has a long history in infectious diseases and the company has put its expertise to use in COVID-19 through testing of its arthritis biologic Actemra, though results have been mixed, and through partnerships for the development of novel treatments. Ultimately, Roche believes that it likely will take combinations of multiple drugs to mount the most effective attack against the novel coronavirus. Patrick Schleck, who's global head of partnering for immunology and infectious diseases at the Swiss firm and Genentech, described his group's approach to COVID-19 in a recent interview with Scripps' Mandy Jackson. Roche wants to bring forward truly innovative medicines against the virus and sees partnering as an important means for accessing innovation. Broadly speaking, about half of our pipeline and almost 40% of our revenue comes from partner molecules, Schleck noted. Roche's partnering strategy in infectious diseases is focused on three pillars. Respiratory viruses, now including COVID-19, multi-drug resistant bacterial infections with emphasis on treating hospitalized patients with severe infections, and hepatitis B, where the company now has four molecules in early clinical development. Roche has entered into two COVID-19 partnerships to date, 
The first is with Regeneron, with a focus on developing and manufacturing enough supply of the firm's antibody cocktail REGNCOV2 for the treatment of COVID-19. And Regeneron is seeking emergency use authorization for the product in the treatment of mild to moderate cases in the inpatient setting. The second collaboration is for the development, manufacturing and distribution of Atia Pharmaceuticals Direct Acting Antiviral AT527, which is expected to move into phase three early next year in the treatment of hospitalised patients. Roche and Atia anticipate that AT527 could be used more broadly than biologics, even prophylactically for healthcare workers and others at high risk of exposure to the SARS-CoV-2 virus since the drug is an oral small molecule that could be mass-produced more easily. We are big believers that we need to have a multifactorial approach to try to help make an impact on this virus, that no one thing alone is going to be enough, Schleck said. Finally, this year's Scrip Awards went digital, so that excellence in all aspects of the industry's activities over the past year could be properly rewarded, despite the challenging global situation. The awards this time gave special recognition of the industry's incredible contribution to the COVID-19 pandemic. And in a special video, the Scrip Awards paid tribute to the important progress being made across the industry. More widely, the big winners of the evening were AstraZeneca and Roche. AstraZeneca took home three trophies for Pharma Company of the Year, the China Biopharma Leadership Award, and was one of the four companies along with Amgen, GSK and Janssen to win the Best Partnership Alliance Award for their participation in the UK Biobank Whole Genome Sequencing Project. Roche won trophies for Business Development Team of the Year, for the Roche and Spark Therapeutics Acquisition Liaison Team, and Licensing Deal of the Year with Dicerna for their SIRNA-RG6346 for Chronic Hepatitis B Deal. Scripps Lifetime Achievement Award went to Dame Sally Davis of the UK. That's all for this week. For these stories in full and much more digital content, make sure to sign up, sign in and set up to receive all the fantastic content from our global team. Links to these stories discussed today are given in the article accompanying this podcast. And also be sure to check out Scripps companion publication, The Pink Sheet, for global policy and regulation focused content. Just to note that these and other podcasts are also available via smart speakers. Just set up SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn or Google Play as one of your default podcast providers and ask for Pharma Intelligence Podcasts. Bye for now.